In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Look on the front of your bulletins, if you would. In the front of your bulletins, you see the Orthodox icon of the seven sorrows of the Blessed Virgin Mary. And how are those sorrows indicated? They tell the very prophecy that the high priest, St. Simeon, had given to the Blessed Virgin Mary by seven swords. And they're aimed directly at her soul. And it gives us the picture of the message today and what we remember today. The sorrow of our Lord's mother that she suffered for the sake that salvation might come through her and into this world. And they were great sorrows. And to start off today, we do want to remember what the sorrows of our Lord's mother were throughout her life. As she would bear her son in and through her into this world. And as I go through these, and I'm going to do them rather quickly. You do have them in the back of the bulletin you can reflect on later. But as I go through her seven sufferings, I ask you to do two things. Number one, consider the sufferings of this blessed woman. The suffering she would have experienced from her humanity. The sufferings that she would experience as a woman. The sufferings that she would experience as a mother. Look at her suffering. There's something else I want you to ask yourself as we look at all the seven sufferings. It's this. What do we see that's common throughout each and every suffering that we look at? What is common? And that's where our message is going to be this morning. For us to take into ourselves. So let's look at the seven sorrows. The first one comes from the Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 2. It is the very prophecy of St. Simeon. Mary had brought Jesus to the temple to present him as the law required to the high priest. And when the high priest took Jesus into his arms, he began to prophesy not only over Christ, but also over his mother with this prophecy. He said, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel. And for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. And so in that moment, the foretelling of suffering that would happen to the Blessed Virgin Mary because of Christ would occur. was foretold in that moment. The second sorrow was when Joseph, Mary, and the Christ child fled into Egypt. Let's remember why they fled. If you remember at Christ's birth, King Herod, at the announcement of the Magi, King Herod had discovered another king had been born in his land. And he was enraged with jealousy. And out of that jealousy, what, did, what horrid act did he do? He ordered that every male child in Bethlehem and its surrounding districts Every male child two years old and under be killed. An angel comes to Joseph and tells Joseph what is happening and tells him, take Mary, take the child and go into Egypt. Can you imagine what's going through Mary's heart? As she hears the news that every male child two and under is being slain. In the area in which she lived. Can you imagine the suffering over the children. 
Can you imagine the suffering over the mothers and the fathers who are enduring such a loss? And then can you imagine in her mind and in her heart that this is happening because of her giving birth to the son? And she carries that with her as they go into Egypt. The third sorrow is when the Holy Family had made their travel to Jerusalem from Nazareth to celebrate the Passover. Now the Passover, the streets would have been absolutely filled to the breaking in Jerusalem because everyone, all the Hebrews would converge into Jerusalem for Passover. And so they celebrated the Passover and everyone traveled in caravans back then. And so it said that Mary and Joseph had gone on with that caravan out of Jerusalem heading back to Nazareth and they'd gone a whole day and then they realized How many, how many of you moms freak out when you lose your kid and they're in the next room? Our Lord's mother had gone a day's travel, leaving the 12-year-old Christ in a very crowded Jerusalem. What's going on in her mother's heart? The fear, anxiety, sorrow, concern for him and his well-being. The fourth sorrow is when our Lord's mother encounters Jesus Christ on the Via del Rosa, on the path to Golgotha. And Jesus is carrying His cross and His mother beholds Him. What does she behold? She beholds her son bloody, beaten, tortured, and on His way to greater torture and crucifixion and death. And a mother's eyes have to see her son. The next sorrow is the crucifixion itself, which she was at. She was present at the crucifixion, and she was present standing at the very foot of the cross, watching her son in such excruciating pain, knowing where this was leading, see him suffering, and witness this the entire time. The sixth sorrow is watching her son take his last breath. We are taught by the church that as she saw her son draw his last breath, say those incredible words, it is finished into thy hands, Father, I commend my spirit. He breathed his last. And his mother witnessed the last breath. And then the body was taken down and placed into her arms. The final sorrow is the burial, the finality in the mind of our humanity and in our human experience, the finality. She sees her dead and lifeless son, spirit released, not there. He is gone from her. And she witnesses his body being placed into the tomb and the stone rolled in front. The finality of the grave to a mother's heart in this present living. These are the seven sorrows that the church teaches us of the Blessed Virgin Mary. What is the common strand of suffering that we see in each and every one of them? Because this is what the church wants to open our eyes to, draw us into in our Christian life to become more like Christ as much as just like his mother. What's common among all of them is this. Our Lord's mother suffered because of the suffering of another. Our Lord's mother suffered 
because of the suffering of another. She wasn't suffering because of her own physical ailment. She wasn't suffering because of her own issues. Her heart of suffering was completely placed upon the suffering of another. She was broken inside because of the brokenness of another. And the church tells us that to suffer for the sake of another, to suffer with another who is suffering, is love. Is love. And so when we reflect on the seven sorrows of the mother of our Lord, this is precisely what the church wants to awaken us to. For us to reflect upon so that we might become like this. That we might take into ourselves the suffering for the sake of love for another. As we see in the Blessed Virgin Mary. And we certainly see in our Lord God, Jesus Christ, who gave himself to suffering for the condition of another. One of the scriptures that the church points to is St. Paul's words in Galatians chapter 6 and verse 2. When he says, bear one another's burdens, bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. The bearing of one another's burdens fulfills the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. When we bear one another's burdens, we love our neighbors and we become like Christ in the doing. What does it mean to bear one another's burdens? That word bear means this, to come alongside someone and to shoulder their burden with them. To take some of the heaviness of their suffering and walk with them through it, which means to take the suffering of another into ourselves. And in doing so, the one suffering is greatly ministered to because of the one that came alongside them. I'll tell you a very physical example again from the Via Della Rosa. When that blessed saint carried the cross of our Lord. When our Lord's body was so frail and almost done, he could not bear it anymore. And the saint was ordered to come and he took the cross and he bore it as it came alongside his God. And bore the suffering. Took the weight of the suffering upon himself. And walked with him. That's the perfect example of how we're to live together. We come alongside one another in one another's suffering. And we bear it together. That is love. That's love. We bear one another's burdens. What are the burdens? Any sufferings in this life. Whether sufferings because of our brother and sister's spiritual condition, the sin of the person that's continuously struggling in this, and we come alongside and we walk with them through it to help them out of it. We bear with one another in times of physical suffering. We come alongside. We go to the hospitals. We are with the families who are suffering with those beloved that are in the hospitals, and we walk with them through the suffering. We suffer with one another emotionally. From things happen to our brothers and sisters in Christ along the way in this life. We come alongside. And we suffer with them. Taking and carrying part of that burden. That's what it means. St. Paul also says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. This is a beautiful teaching. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Who comforts us in our sufferings. And then listen to this. Who comforts us in our sufferings. That we may be able to comfort those. 
who are suffering. With the comfort with which we received from God. In our union with God and our fellowship with God, all of us who are here who have walked with Him can attest to the many times that God has been such an incredible comfort in times of the most incredible suffering. Whether He's relieved us of our suffering or given us grace to endure, He walks with us through it, makes His presence known. And it gets us through and it heals us and it grows us and it brings us to Himself. And He's saying in the same way that we receive such comfort. In the same way, we have been given that comfort to extend it and be it for one another in the body of Christ. That is love. I've told you many times, how many times in the scriptures, it talks about the compassion of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ had compassion on this one. Jesus Christ had compassion on the multitude. And what does that mean? It means exactly what we're talking about today. When Jesus had compassion, he saw the condition of one that he had created. He saw the condition. Because of that condition, our Lord had great pain inside. That compassion is an inner pain that drives someone to do something for someone else. And when our Lord saw the broken, he was so filled with compassion, grief, pain. He entered into their suffering and it became in him so much that he had to act on their My friends, when we look at the seven sorrows of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we most certainly enter into her great sufferings. But we learn what the church is teaching us through that suffering, that we are to become like our Lord's mother, and that we are to take one another's sufferings into ourselves, and that we are to come alongside one another to bring that great comfort to be the very compassion of our Lord Jesus Christ, to one another in this day, in this time. It is to our salvation and it is to the blessing and salvation of the other as Christ is present when we do these things. So we look at the seven sorrows. Let us learn from the sorrows of our Lord's mother and become love as she was loved. Let us become love for God is love. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit.